0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Heredity Podcast. I'm your host, James Bergen. Now, one of the rules of radio is that it's strictly audio only. So while you're listening to this, you obviously can't see my desk. But if you could, you'd notice that right next to my computer is a round, fluffy bed. That is where Nigel chills. Yes, you. Nigel's a cat. He's small, has short black hair, big eyes, and this version only has three legs. He's been my roommate now for about four years. But if I'm honest, I really don't know how he ended up here. I mean, I know how he specifically ended up in my home. I went and collected him. What I mean is, where did domestic cats come from? And how did they go from wild animal to human companion? Do you have any ideas, Nigel? I didn't think so. But I do know some people who do. Recently, Heredity published the paper Human-Mediated Dispersal of Cats in the Neolithic Central Europe. This was produced by a number of researchers from various institutes in Poland and contains a fantastic mix of ancient DNA, archaeology and archaeozoology. And, being a cat owner myself, I just couldn't resist featuring it. Fortunately, three of its authors felt the same way.
2: Hi, uh, I'm Mateusz Baca.
3: Hi, my name is Daniela Popovic. Hi, Hi my name is Magdalena
1: Krajcash.
0: The first thing that I kind of have to ask is if this paper comes out the fact that you're all cat lovers.
1: I think we are all cat lovers. But so sure. it, it was not the main reason why we started with cats. The trigger to start the investigation on the history of cats in Poland was our discovery in a cave site in Poland, which was a cat mandible with cat marks made by humans. And it was found in the context of a Celtic uh, ceramic vessel. And then we realized that maybe we were dealing with uh, the oldest cat remains in Poland. And at the same time, we realized that we have no hard proofs on the history of introduction of domestic cats to Poland.
0: I find that quite interesting because I also share my home with a cat, but I've never really thought too much about how it got there. And you're mentioning there that you're not really sure how they got into Poland either, so perhaps it's a bit of an impossible task. But maybe you could sort of briefly tell us about the history of this species and how they became one of our closest companions here in Europe.
2: That's true. The cats are amongst the most popular pets worldwide. However, there is surprisingly few studies, especially genetic studies, of domestication and spread of domestic cats. What we know from the genetic studies of modern domestic cats is that they all derive from Near Eastern wildcat and not, what is somehow surprising, from the European wildcat. So this evidence points to the Near East as a center of cat domestication. And the earliest cat remains that are clearly associated with humans comes from Cyprus and are dated to 9,500 years before present. There was also a second domestication center in Egypt, roughly between 6 and 5,000 years ago, that is distinct from those domesticated in the Near East and Anatolia. Uh, These Egyptian cats quickly became popular in the Mediterranean area. The spread of domestic cat farther north was probably mediated by the growing Roman Empire, and most of the finds that are otherwise very rare in Central and Western Europe came from Roman-related archaeological contexts.
0: Fantastic. So I guess this paper is interesting because it's focusing very heavily on the Neolithic period. So what was it that you were specifically aiming to investigate?
1: When we started our investigation of cats, the first one, we checked only the archaeological sites and we found that actually there are no Neolithic sites with cat remains in Poland. And the oldest one that we were able to see were from Roman period. But we didn't stop at this point because I know that it is very difficult to find cat remains in archaeological sites. But we have uh, another type of sites, natural one, like cave sites, which are perfect traps for animal bones. And we have a really greater number of felids there. So we had quite a few specimens, radiocarbon dated. So we knew that we have animal remains of genus felids from the early Holocene up to modern times, through the Neolithic period and Medieval period. So what kind of cats are there? Are there all wild cats or can we find domesticated cats? And among the one that we had dated, we have found a lot of domesticated cats in medieval period and uh, of course from Roman period. But uh, completely surprisingly for us, we have found several specimens that gave us a haplotype of Near Eastern uh, cat dated to the Neolithic when the early farmers came to our lands.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. So and this seems like the ideal time to segue into kind of really looking at the genetics properly.
3: At the beginning, short fragments of mitochondrial DNA which revealed that some samples from these sites which monk mentioned non-human related paleontological sites belong to clade Pellisilvestris libica, which include all domestic cats and Near Eastern wildcats. And these results were completely unexpected, and we were eager to continue to more detailed study of these samples. So using uh, next-generation sequencing and target enrichment of mitochondrial DNA, we obtained sequences for 18 specimens, which confirmed that 11 specimens belonged to clade, uh, which include Near Eastern wildcat and domestic cat, and only 7 specimens were classified as European wildcat age of these samples were determined directly by radiocarbon dating and yielded modern, medieval and Roman age. But what was unexpected that five specimens also yielded the middle and the late Neolithic. Haplotypes characteristic for Egyptian populations were found in the younger specimens in our study. But in these Neolithic specimens, we found only two haplotypes which were belonged to be domesticated in the Near East. What is really interesting that our results show that 2000 years earlier than it was assumed before cats possessing mitochondrial DNA of Near East, their wild cat, the only form which were domesticated, uh, reached the central Europe. But due to lack of archaeological context, it's not possible to clearly associate these remains with human and to say clearly that we deal with the domesticated cat. So we proposed three possible scenarios to explain this evidence.
0: So that is really interesting results. But you mentioned those are three scenarios and I wonder if we could explore them
3: Okay. So, uh, first scenario assumed that it was result of natural expansion of Near Eastern wildcat from the Near East to the Central Europe, and it seems the least likely one because around 4,000 years before present, when these cats reached the Poland climate was uh, relatively cool and moist. Near Eastern wildcat inhabited dry and hot climatic zones, so it's hard to believe that they naturally expanded from the Near East to the Central Europe.
2: The second scenario was that there was an ancient hybridization between European and Near Eastern wildcats. And from the beginning of the Holocene, there was a wild population of Near Eastern wildcats in Southeastern Europe. So this was a natural hybrid zone for European and Near Eastern wildcats. The Near Eastern wildcats from this population belonged mainly to mitochondrial lineage A1. And we found also one A1 individual uh, in our middle Paleolithic cats. However, we found also individuals that belonged to lineages confined to Anatolia and to the Near East. Uh, So their presence cannot be easily explained as a result of hybridization. So uh, this leads us to the first scenario, that dispersal of those cats were mediated by early farmers from the Near East. What is interesting, the age of our Near Eastern wildcats coincide with the peak of Neolithic settlement density in Poland. This, together with what I mentioned earlier, that lineages A and B were connected with the early domestication or commensal human cat relationship in the Near East, makes this uh, scenario most probable. However, we are not claiming that those cats that we found in the Middle Neolithic in Poland were domesticated. There are Still too few evidences for that. We believe that the most probable uh, explanation is that uh, they followed humans as uh, human groups, as a commensal animals. And... We have some additional data that confirms this also, so maybe we can talk about this a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's up to you. If you're happy discussing some new data, then we are always keen to hear that.
3: Because it it was impossible to exclude the scenario which assumed hybridization between Near Eastern Wildcat and the European Wildcat. Very recently, we performed low-coverage genome sequencing for two Neolithic specimens and we use available SNPs data of domestic random breed cats and european wild cats for admixture analysis which showed that neolithic specimens cluster together with domestic cats and ancestry with european wild cat was very low about 10 percent so it suggests that the hypothesis explaining occurrence of mitochondrial dna of near east wild cat in poland as a result of hybridization event between Near Eastern wildcat and European wildcat is unlikely. So we believe that these findings support uh, our hypothesis that presence of Near Eastern wildcat during Neolithic period was human-mediated. However, we still don't know whether these cats were domesticated or feral. So in the future, we plan to perform comprehensive analysis of larger set of cats from whole Europe. And we believe that this will help to better understand process of cat domestication and reveal time when domestic cats arrive in Europe exactly.
0: That's fantastic. Domestication is obviously such a big part of evolutionary of biology and genetics. So it's really exciting to see the kind of results that you're getting. Thank you. That was Mateusz Pratza and Daniela Popovic from the Centre of New Technologies at the University of Warsaw, and Magdala Lekaitczesz from the Nicholas Copernicus University, also in Poland. They are three of the authors in the recent heredity paper, Human-Mediated Dispersal of Cats in the Neolithic Central Europe. Now, I know that I often say that the papers we feature on the podcast contain a lot more information than we can possibly cover, but this is especially true here. This paper contains genetics, archaeology, human geography and history, domestication discussions... There's just a ton of really interesting things in it, and even if you aren't a cat owner, I'm sure you'll find it fascinating. Right, Nige? I'm going to take that as a yes. You can find this paper on the Heredity website, www.nature.com forward slash hdy. And while you're there, you can also find out more about the journal and how you can get your research published in it. Heredity is the official journal of the Genetic Society and part of the Springer Nature Publishing Group. If you want to keep up to date with Heredity, you can follow us on Twitter, at Heredity Journal, and you can also follow the Genetic Society, at GenSocUK, or you can find it on Facebook. I'm James Bregan. Tune in. Okay, okay. I'm James Bregan, and he's Nigel. Tune in next time.
3: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus...